Hello, hello, hello. Welcome in. Hello to you. Oh my gosh. We meet again. What has been a very, very busy week. You know, I can only uh, maintain this type of uh, schedule for a short burst. You know, you're not supposed to um, be too one-sided. The fact that it goes, uh, do this show, uh, do the Patreon, do the arts and crafts that are associated with the show, and then have to get up and go and drive to downtown Grand Rapids to uh, do radio work, fill in radio work with my old pal, Bill Simonson. So then that takes me to the evening. We get out of there at uh, 6 p.m. And uh, we're right out the door. It's like uh, three in the door, four in the door, whatever. And then uh, off I go back home. And then I'm like, you know, I I haven't done anything today except speaking to a microphone. I'm not complaining, but, uh, you know, it's a certain degree of focus that has to take place when you're doing this. And uh, I I don't want to focus anymore. Now, some of you may think, well, it never seems like you focus on anything. What the fuck are you talking about? And that's true. But uh, doing the show here in the uh, in the way this is presented and the way that is presented are are very different. You know, uh, can be a little bit more, obviously, a little more pupukaka here. But uh, there, it's it, I I love the idea that I can't. And uh, my favorite thing to do is to make Bill uncomfortable. And he'll say, oh, I'm not uncomfortable. It's like, well. So uh, I, I, I listen to him, the words he says, and then try to, to pick him apart to some degree. He, can't, he keeps tap dancing around this whole deal about... Um, uh, People dying because of the vaccine. I believe that. Now, he hasn't come out and say said that, but I believe he is a closeted people are dying because they had the vaccine guy. As, uh, I don't know who that person is. Zintren says, hi, Zane, you look new. Welcome. I don't know if you're new, but maybe you changed your name, but hello to you. Um, like there was some guy who died yesterday at age 25 and, uh, and, and Rick and, uh, uh, blue state Rob says, call him out on it. I did. I did yesterday. I go, you strike me as one of those guys that actually said that, that the same thing I just said. He goes, no, no, no. I go, I go, you're getting dangerously close to becoming one of those people that seems to suggest that. So I actually did bring it up to him. On the air. And he, he immediately is like, oh, I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it. Because some guy who used to play for the Lions like a year and a half ago is dead. And, uh, you know, all you need to do is have an announcement that someone died without a cause of death. And then everyone's going to go, oh, my God. My huge opinion is. And, and, uh, so Bill's Bill suggests to me that 
Oh no, I'm I'm middle of the road. I'm a, I'm a, one day I'm a little right, one day a little left. I'm like, no, 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 about that. Hold on a minute here. I mean, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because you're not here to defend yourself. But quote, your defensiveness and body language makes me think you're an anti-vaxer. Oh my God, yes. I got to keep that one. I got to chamber that round. <laughs> so, uh, I sat with him for the entire show. Apparently he felt that I could be in the studio with him yesterday because, uh, thank you. Sleepy, whatever you are now following the show. I appreciate you. I was in there with, um, Detroit Lions writer, beat writer, blogger, Jeff Risden, who I just met recently. And, uh, we had hit it off. So it was me, Jeff, and Bill. And the day before, he would not let me in during the middle school pickleball coverage that went on. And today, he's also not letting me in because... I'm not entirely sure, but I think what's going on is he's concerned about the dynamic between him and I, the ball busting that goes on between us. I think he's a kind, I think he's kind of concerned about the position it puts the middle person into, but he knows Jeff yesterday so well. And the other guests we had Knubel, dog Thompson and Jeff Striegel from Berlin that He's like, okay, they're, they're fine. But if I bring in, uh, the president of the pickleball association, the middle school pickleball association, he's not going to know what to do with Eric. So Eric has to, I'm banning Eric to the producer's booth. So I, I just sit in there picking my ass while they talk high school, middle school pickleball today. Bill has some guy named Clayton Safey. Clayton covers uh, the University of Michigan. He's a writer. And I am not allowed to be in there. I'm kicked out again. Tyler says, Clayton Bigsby? (laughs) Thank you for that. I will chamber that round. Um, Clayton Bigsby is the amazing character from the Chappelle show, the blind white supremacist. No, wait a minute. Blind black white supremacist. I guess at like 520 though, Clayton Bigsby is going to be leaving and I am going to go in there and be part of the show. Yesterday evening on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. The natives that were enjoying it with me on the Zoom said, we got to give you a code word to say so that we'll know that you're thinking of us. And it looks like the idea is corn. Now, do you want corn or cone? Because the little kid says it's cone. A big lump of knobs that has the juice. I can work anything into a show. So 
it looks like they're settling on corn, cone, both. All right. I'll focus on that and I will deliver that to you all because we're having some fun with this. So that is wonderful. The show locally is on 96.1, the game. If you are not local, download the iHeart app and look up 96.1, the game. It shows up. Show starts at 3 p.m. Eastern from 3 to 520. Uh, It is Bill talking to Clayton Bigsby. You will not hear my voice. Until Clayton Bigsby leaves. All right. But I had a good time with Jeff Risden yesterday. Uh, uh, very fun. And uh, we, we hit it off. And we have a, a mutual person that we don't that we uh, both know that um, it came up. And I, I didn't know this. But uh, Jeff says to me that he is close friends with Michael Gray. And uh, I go, oh, I do not like Michael Gray. And he says, yeah, I know. And he doesn't like you. And I said, oh, well, I don't know why he doesn't like me. Well, I mean, I do know why, but I think it has something more to do with the fact that uh, I've, uh, well, it isn't my fault. But when I came to Grand Rapids the first time with Three Bear and Hot Wings, Michael Gray was on in the morning on 97.9 WGRD. Him and another young lady named Stephanie Webb, they called it S&M in the morning. Get it? <laughs> Stephanie Michael S&M in the morning. Hey, little play on words there. Well, the problem with that was the most interesting thing about that show was it ended at the name because... I got a phone call from the general manager of that radio station at the time. And he said, no one listens to our show. No one. They go on the air and you can actually hear the radios turning off. It is ridiculous. The show is on a, a, a young leading radio station and an old man show. Bob and Tom is kicking its ass. And we're like, wow. What do you want to do? Well, we want to hire you. Okay. So we go to Grand Rapids. Michael fired. Uh, obviously, the Freeburn Howling Show takes off. The rest is history. 2016. Friday of uh, February of 2016 comes. Your old pal Eric Zane is out. Fired. For a couple of weeks, I hear nothing from other radio stations. Finally, I start talking to the radio company Cumulus. That's where Michael Gray now works. Mornings on 107.3. They said, we want to hire you. I said, okay, let's work out the term. We did. Signed it. They said, all right, this is the week. It was some day in April 2016. We're going to fire Michael this week. All right. Michael gets word of it. Somehow it leaked. Flips out, goes down to the boss, throws his key card. Abba! Makes a post. A fish rots from the head down. And then they call me in. I start doing the show. 
I didn't do anything. I had nothing to do with that. They wanted to fire him. I walk in there. I walk up to the first employee I meet is a young lady by the name of uh, Rachel Gray. It was just one of the most perfect people on the planet. She's still there today. And she goes, you've got a low bar. I go, yeah. She goes, everybody hated that asshole. He's the biggest dick that ever walked the face of the earth. I go, oh, okay. That's awesome. Her and I still talk to this day. I talked to pretty much everybody over there except for Lori. Um, so, all right. I don't know what that guy's fucking problem is. But then he starts talking shit about Huge, and Huge starts talking shit about him, and I'm obviously Team Huge. So this guy's all pissed off um, that, you know, I took his job again. So then when the shit hit the fan in 2019 that I got fired, dickhead tweeted out karma with, you know, referring to BBL and me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what a dick. So, you know, fuck that guy. Truth be told, though, after we uh, replaced him at GRD, uh, we went to the Super Bowl in Arizona to be on Radio Row, and he was working at a radio station in Seattle, which he, of course, eventually got fired from or left or whatever. And uh, we had him on our show, and it was it was nice. We got along pretty well. Um, I had no problem. It wasn't until he got fired again that it became an issue again. So, fuck that guy. He's out in Montana being a twat. Fuck him. I don't give a shit. But anyway, I was uh, talking with Risden. I was very close friends with him. I gave him the background. I go, yeah, that's what happened. It, I've, I've done nothing to that guy except take his job because he's shitty. So Michael Gray can suck my dick. Anyway, Risden's great. I love him. He's caught in the middle because, you know, him and I get along and, uh, and him and Gray are close. So, all right, well, that they hate nothing new or in, in radio and media. That's the way it goes. You get so much fucking bickering and hating. And you know, that's my wheelhouse. I am still ready to fight. I will always fight. All right. Amanda says you forgot to mention the part of the story about Kyle lying on his application. You're talking about uh, my my uh, six-day radio partner, Kyle? Oh, my God. Fuck. What a bad start. What a bad omen from the beginning. Jesus. All right. But I loved my time, and I'll be back there today, at least for a little while. Uh, sleepy writes, uh, that's why some people don't like you. You're not afraid to speak your mind and people are scared of people like that in this day and age. Ah, well that's, that's, I'll take that as a kind compliment. Thank you very much. Blue state Rob writes, Kyle would make a great host of a pedo podcast. You could call it the pedo cast. Absolutely. Um, at the end of the day, I'm right and everyone else is wrong. Okay? That's 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 the game I play. That's the hill I die on. All right. Happy to be with you. The show is brought to you by Baldwin Ace Hardware. I should say I'm in the Baldwin Ace Hardware fear 
Bunker Studio, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. So I hit the snooze this morning. And from that time to the time that I actually woke up, I had a dream. I actually fell that quickly back into a dream state. The next thing I know, I screamed again. Second time in two weeks. Now, ever since I doubled the dosage of the medicine that I take to keep me from having these very visceral, absurd panic anxiety attacks, my dream state has turned into the wackiest, most horrific uh, everything but sexual uh, moment. It, 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 I, oh, fuck. I'm starting to get concerned about this. So I screamed so loud, one and a half, two minutes before I actually got out of bed. That it woke me up again. I knew I had screamed. And I know it's kind of like a, ah! a very high pitched. It sounds, and uh, I'm like, I, again, I'm like, Donna heard that. She goes, again, same thing. What was that? I go, it was me again. Jesus H, you sound like Bruce. Because when Bruce barks, it's high pitch. He's a little dog. I go, I know, I know. And he didn't, he didn't budge. He's literally right between us. His head's on the pillow. He's used to it by now. I go, I don't know what my fucking problem is. Something jumped out at me and I screamed. It was payback, though, because hours earlier at 4 a.m. Not making it up. Um, in the most wide awake voice that's ever wide awake, I hear, Eric, when are the hens going to come home to roost? And I wake up and I go, I don't know. Are you sleeping? She goes, yeah. I'm actually talking to a dream at this point. And I can see that her little eyes are open. And I go, yeah, you're talking in your sleep. Put your head down and go back to sleep now, Pooh. She goes, okay. And that's it. I wake up today after screaming, everybody awake. I go, do you remember that? She goes, a little bit, a, a little. I go, oh my God, what is wrong with us? Jesus. Uh, all right. Had a moment yesterday uh, in between just the minutes of doing the podcast and then heading out the door to chit chat with uh, Billy Simonson. Our beloved NFK approaches me. And uh, not an easy task for him to do would be uh, putting a Band-Aid on his finger. I know this because when he had just a paper cut a few months back, he is bleeding all over the house, trying to get it to stop. And uh, was struggling, and I uh, had to help him. His fingers just don't work. They can, like, grab stuff. If he's going to pick anything up, he's going to do it, like, like this, like a phone would be picked up like this with this really clumsy grab motion, like kind of like a crab. 
Crabs have more dicks. If you gave a crab a uh, unopened Band-Aid, an Alaskan king crab, that crab would have an easier time opening up the Band-Aid and removing the shit and putting it on his crab skin than the NFK. He's got uh, feet like a fish and uh, hands like a crab. I see him. He's, he managed to get the actual outside paper off. He goes, hey, Eric, can you help me get this on my finger? you fucking shit. Fucking fuck shit. Can you, hey, can you help me get this on my finger? I, 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 I need to ban it on my finger. Fuck shit. I go, okay. And uh, so there's uh, right uh, in between the uh, knuckles on the middle finger. It's it's like this uh, very bad looking, deep, seepy, abrasion type of bleeding catastrophe. It doesn't look good. And uh, this has happened before, but then he takes that finger and goes right in his mouth. And licks it right off. Everything that's on that finger is now a fucking hors d'oeuvre. What, what is on his finger that then goes in his mouth looks like uh, that one Metallica album cover with the blood and jizz on it, which is a thing. Forget the name of that album. Yeah, it's a true story. They actually took blood and jizz and put like a a, a slide you used for a, a a microscope over it and then like took a picture of it. That's what's on his finger. Blood and jizz. Right in his mouth. I go. I put the damn band-aid on him and I go, what did you do? It's a steam burn. Fucking shit, fuck, steam burn. I go, steam burn? Some fucking Swedish meatballs. I heated it up, and I took the plastic off, and it was so hot, it burnt the shit out of my fucking finger. Fucking shit. I gave it the finger, the good one, and told it to fuck off. Oh, so he heated up the food, the uh, uh, man-vower frozen dinner, so fucking hot that he burnt the shit uh, when the steam came out. That it was a it's a deep burn. Uh, I I think it raced past second and went to like third degree. I mean, it's like Freddy Krueger on that finger. I'm like, Jesus fuck, man. Shit. I think it'll be okay. But uh incredible. Come on, man. Take it easy. Uh, all right. For those folks that are watching the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, it's time to say goodbye. I'm going to kick you out, but remember, if you want the full show, by the way, the uh, Metallica album is called Load, of course. Uh, If you want the full show, it's on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Sleepy writes, oh my God, Zane, right? I take meds for my panic attacks too. Crazy dreams. Never a steamy hot sex dream. Like, come on, give me a break for once. Exactly. Uh, so follow the show, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Follow it, subscribe to it, enjoy it. 
That way you get it uninterrupted. Every day starts at 8 a.m. Eastern time. If you want it live, if you're of that ilk, that, hey, I want to enjoy this part of my day live with the Eric Saint Show. I want to see it. I want to interact with people. I want to talk with them, talk about the show, whatever it may be. Uh, you can pay attention to Amanda, who will reveal everything I'm about to say before I'm actually about to say it. Again, this is the also known as the Amanda Show. Uh, that will never, ever leave. Um, and yeah, a great time to be sure. So Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, this is the end of the line. You can always send me an email, eric at ericsaintshow.com on the Shoreline or Striping uh, inbox. Download the audio podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, eric at ericsaintshow.com. I'm sorry, that is not correct. On your favorite podcasting platform, just search Eric Zane Show and you will find it. Subscribe it. Follow it. Review it if you can. All that shit. One more thing before I kick you out. My Patreon is audience-supported, ad-free. There's no commercials whatsoever on it. It's basically just wind it up, let it go every day, five days a week, five days during the work week, the Patreon bonus podcast, not to mention a series of other shows, including the Insane Asylum, the Lost Zane Recordings, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, Who Are These Zanes, Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia. All of those things happen on the Patreon. There's actually more content on the Patreon than there is here. And the idea was reel the audiences uh, in, reel the audience in with the free one, and then politely ask if they'll support the family and the show on Patreon. With your five or ten dollar donation, you get all of what I just said. Five bucks a month is strictly audio. Ten bucks a month is all of the audio and the video and the live streams and participation on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. That's it. It's been more than four years doing it that way. It's one of the ways that I'm able to keep the lights on. I will do it. Until there is one person remaining. I just picked up a nice person yesterday uh, named Justin, I believe, um, who signed up on Patreon. And uh, I'm very, very thankful. Yes, thank you to Justin F. for signing up for a yearly audio um, tier one membership. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane is where you find that. I suggest trying it for just one month, five or 10 bucks a month. Try it for one month. If you're like, yeah, I like it. I'm going to keep it going. Then sign up for the year and I will take 10% off of the cost. So Justin there, he signed up for the year. It was 54 bucks. If you want tier two with all the video shit and stuff like that, then it's 120 if you go month to month, 108 if you sign up for a year. All right. Uh, Ryan says the Patreon supporters also get one ad slot. They've decided to put a grisly photo of a creepy cradle robber with a goatee in its position for this week. <laughs> Sarah. One of the sweetest people on the planet, as you all are, writes, it's totally worth it for the Ben and Eric Zoom. Oh, my God. We had so much fun last night. Oh, Jesus. Ben revealed he subscribes to OnlyFans pages. 
By the way, there's about a 90% chance that I will be cooking tonight at Bosco's Pub. Stay tuned. Mama Goat 77 thank you, says, I started the Patreon a couple weeks ago, and I really like it. I will keep going with it. Well, thank you so much. If you do convert to a year, again, 10% off. You, you, you pay less. So. All right. Um, I will send you all on your way, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Hope you've enjoyed your little free view of this full show available on Twitch right now. There's our boy, Greggy. What a douche. What an absolute smug fuck. Uh, Facebook and Twitch brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Please follow me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Twitter, at Eric Zane Show. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. And of course, YouTube, follow me there. Subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification. Aram says, I don't see where the picture of free beer is. Well, you can see the ads that scroll through. Like right now, there's Blue Frost IT and there's Pepinos. When that cycles through, I think the one prior to it is Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. Once you see that one, you know, old Greggy Poo is next. I can't believe I've been rolling that for days now. And you still haven't seen it. It's the only moving thing on the screen other than me. It's It stands out, like, unbelievably. You haven't noticed it yet? It's Greg's fucking face. <laughs> Uh, Tim says, if we go to Bosco's on someone's birthday, will you sing happy birthday if you are working? Well, I'm not the boss, and I'm low man on the totem pole, but I can ask. If they say yes, then of course I would. Sleepy says, oh shit, Freebeer's a creepy cradle robber? What have I missed? Well, yeah, um, Greg's like, 53 years old. And the new wife is like 30 or something like that. I'm close. So that's kind of fucked. She's got uh, three kids of her own and Greg has three kids. So now these psychopaths have six kids. This is going to end horribly. Tim says Zeke's birthday is Sunday. They're close Sunday. So, and I'm not going to be there Saturday. Might not work out. Okay, there it is. There it is right there. There's Greg's smug face. Aram, how can you possibly miss that? My God. Now, Greg is the only one on that show who I want to kick his ass. Corey says, wow, he looks like shit. I know it. He absolutely looks like shit. It's because he is shit. All right. Enough of that. Uh, 
something is uh, developing before our very eyes. And here's, here's how this unfolded. Um, one week ago, I went to the Walmart in Granville, Michigan here. And I picked up my, those anti-anxiety medicines I was telling you about. Driving out of the parking lot. And I noticed a very old looking trailer that you would pull behind a truck or a car. Like a um, travel trailer. Old. I'm going to show you it in a second. And uh, it looked lived in. It looked like there was someone actively living in it. Or Now, at a Walmart, you can absolutely, if you're passing through to a destination, pull over in their parking lot and crash. Uh, truckers do it. People that travel by RV do it. It's kind of like the way it is. They allow that. I don't think they allow people to live in the parking lot. So I passed it and I went, well, that's kind of strange. And there was um, just, uh, you know, things that made me think something wasn't right. And it was very old. And that was it. I didn't think anything else of it. Kept driving. Yesterday. I got uh, a, a random uh, note on Messenger. Some person named Alyssa or Alexis. I don't know. It just says Alexis, Alyssa. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share what it said. First, I'm going to read it. And uh, she writes. I'm thinking it's a she. I was at the Granville Walmart, and there is a camper. You know what? Let me just share this now. I was at the Granville Walmart and there is a camper with three cats and a dog inside. There is a phone number on the door. Uh, I spoke with her and she needs food for her animals. I am sure she needs more than that. I left her cash because she was over at Burger King using their facilities. We need to get her story. She needs help. This is her camper. That's what I saw. What I saw, this is what I was describing to you. Now, you'll notice here where the hitch is, there's no propane. And there's also a walker, which means there's the cat in the window. Uh, trouble ambulating and cold. It's 18 degrees right now where we are. I got this message at uh, 7.06, I was doing the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. So this lady, this Alexis lady, uh, she walked up to the camper, and there's a phone number on it. When she called, the lady was at the Burger King across the street. So that's how this unfolded. Alexis writes, she said that I was the first person who has called the number on her door asking to help in any form. So it's eight, eight o'clock, about eight 30 last night. It was right after I got done with the Ben Patreon podcast. I'm walking on a read it and I go, okay, now this all connects the dots in my head. Cause I did see this trailer. All right. So now I know what's going on. So then, you know, it's 
very similar to kidney thing. I'm like, uh, I could just pretend I don't see it. But that's just, that's just not going to work. You just, uh, I don't know what it is. I can't, I can't really distance myself from these once they're in the brain. It's like once they're there and then I don't have the logistics in that noggin to say, I am not going to do anything at all. It just, it just doesn't work that way. So let the adventure begin. Um, the first thing I did was, um, I reached out to Tanel McFadden. Tanel runs the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance. Those are the folks who have a ton of volunteers that show up at the great food giveaway and give away pet food. So I call her. I go, okay, we got an issue. Here's what's going on. I fill her in on all the details. She goes, okay, we're on it. And so today they will be there and um, they're going to give her the food, obviously. And they have all sorts of outreach resources because a lot of the volunteers that work for the organization also work in similar type of settings for um, uh, outreach in, in for humans, uh, not just pets. So they have all sorts of resources to maybe somehow assist to some degree. So I reached out back to this Alexis gal. I said, Hey, I spoke with the gal at the, uh, at an organization that aids with this exact thing. They're called grand rapid Pitbull Alliance. I caught them up with everything they need to know and included all the information that you gave me. They're going to see her tomorrow today and give her as much food as she needs and also provide her with resources to aid her as well. Thank you for the tip. She says, thanks. I said, glad to help. Then today, I sent all of this shit off to my, uh, I have a pal who is the um, uh, boss at Fox 17. I go, hey, so this is what's up. And, uh, I screenshot all this. And he's like, all right, we're going to send somebody over there. Maybe get a little shine, a little light on this deal. And I go, all right, I will too. So um, this is starting now. I So I'm going to go over there. I got to make some time because I got to go hang out with Fuckface, uh, But I'm going to go over there and see what's up. So stay tuned. Now, honestly, if you're in the area, you can drive over there and see what's up too. And maybe we can kind of like uh, talk to each other, put our heads together and figure some shit out for this, for this lady. Because um, not only, are, you know, it's like, fuck, how did, how did this thing get there? This, uh, this fucking trailer how did it get there um what do we do now i don't know uh how long till walmart says all right get that fucking thing out of here i wonder how patient they're going to be with this lady and then i'm like reluctant to go bang on walmart's door because what if they're like yeah we're thank god you're here we're gonna now we're gonna go kick her ass out of here i'm this is very very a uh, lot of trepidation and uneasiness about the scenario but that's all I know. So that's where this has taken me. So what are we going to do about that? We got to do something, right? Let's mobilize. Uh, Sleepy writes, uh, what the fuck? Take her animals. Keeping animals in a camper is pure abuse. Well, um, 
I bet they're cold. Um, they're probably sleeping together, which helps. They are actually, they do have a separation from the outdoors to the inside. So I think they can survive. It's probably very uncomfortable. But um, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I need more information. We need to figure this out. After a conversation about the pets, perhaps we could take care of that and um, maybe uh, get them fostered or something. I, I, I don't know. I just don't know. I will keep you updated because I know you all will be very, very um, concerned. Um, you know, you the animals, but the, the lady too. This is, a, this is, I think, an older lady who just has a horrible set of circumstances right now. So... Um, you know, why, why this lady? I don't know. Um, I mean, there's, there's literally hundreds of people that are thousands of people who are unhomed, but, um, I got to check in on this. Kyle says animals don't mind the cold. It's just hard to see a dog or cat when they're cold and pathetic looking. I agree that and people. So, all right. That's where I stand. We'll figure something out. We'll get the ball rolling quickly as we can. Uh, all right. Thank you to my friends at uh, Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home and the Johnson Carpet Discount Outlet. That is where the world famous Kent Drop the E at a U works. He's killing it over there at uh, the Discount Outlet, the Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Make sure that everybody you know knows about this secret. That they can get flooring for an unbelievably lower price than everybody else at Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Two stores, one name. Johnson's. The Discount Outlet is along Chicago Drive behind the Little Caesars. Just to the west of the main store. But they said to me, we really want you to push that discount outlet. We want Ken uh, Kent working his fingers to the bone, filling out orders from Eric Zane Show podcast listeners. Go there for the lowest prices on flooring you will find anywhere, anywhere. And the best brands and the best selling brands, or I'm sorry, the best selling styles. They buy them in mass quantities, set them up and sell them till they're gone. Buy more. They buy so much, they get it for a lower price. You get a lower price. Take an additional 10% off when you say my name. Even if you dislike me, go there and say my name, grin and bear it, and you will save more money. So if you're spending 1000 bucks on flooring, you got an extra 100 bucks in your pocket. Come on. Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home Discount Outlet. Hello to Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. If you've always wanted an in-ground pool in your backyard, now is the time. Jeremy out the door at Jenison Pool and Spa Depot just added two new professional crews to install. Over the course of the summer, his teams will be installing a neighborhood of uh, 16 pools. If you call anybody else 
you're two years out to get a pool installed. If you call the Jenison Pool and Spa Depot, you can get it done this summer. Schedule your in-store consultation now. Call there at 616-457-0500. Eric Zane said that you guys are installing pools this summer. I want one. Whether it is a a vinyl liner in-ground pool or a fiberglass in-ground pool, Jeremy out the door. Jeremy House has 25 years of experience doing this. He's the absolute authority on it. 616-457-0500. And an absolute saint of a soul. I love this man. And ladies, I think he's single. 616-457-0500. I can't say that for sure. I might have to take that back. I know he was single for a period of time. A little bit of baggage. Got some kids, but he's great. 616-457-0500. Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. If you want a pool installed this summer, this is who you call. Schedule your in-store consultation. So that is, you go in, you talk to Jeremy. There you go. Then he, okay, yeah, let's do it. He's going to go to your house. He's going to survey the area. Okay, I got to do this, that, that, dig that hole, put this there, install that there. Okay, boom, break. That's how it works. He also is an absolutely incredible, uh, has an incredible supply of hot tubs from the low end to the high end. My God, you walk in, it's all hot tubs. He's got 20 plus in the showroom right now for you to check out. He also services hot tubs, services pools, uh, a fully stocked supplier of hot tub and pool supplies, everything you need. Walk in, don't buy that shit online. Go to a local uh, entrepreneur. Jenison Pool and Spa Depot. They're on Chicago Drive between 8th and 12th on the south side of the street. Bright blue awning. Finally, Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the show. If you have a small or medium-sized business with computers and you come to the realization that everything you have is shit, it's time to upgrade it. But if you just decide to go buy random computers, that's ridiculous. You're going to buy the wrong thing. That's kind of like uh, uh, the the motor analogy. Oh, my motor blew up. Well, I'm just going to go buy a motor. And you've got like a, you know, a Silverado pickup and you end up putting like a four-cylinder motor in there. That's That's the analogy. You just don't have enough power or whatever. My God. Sit down for an absolutely free 30-minute consultation with Blue Frost IT. Say, this is what our business does. So, okay, if you want to do a redo on your tech, this is what you need. Here you go. Here's your list. I'm going to go buy it for you, Blue Frost IT will say, Alan. And then I'm going to set it all up for you. You want to do that? Yeah, okay. Well, for my services, it costs this much, but it's going to be right and absolutely perfect. What do you say? Oh my God, you're perfect. Eric Zane was right. 616-285-50. Blue Frost IT. All of this energy I expend, it makes me have to pee more. That's the story I'm going with. Either that or my kidneys are failing. I don't know. Or one kidney. Stand by. By the way, 
Joe Martinez says, have them contact me about gas lines for pool heaters. There you go. You mean Pool and Spa Depot? Of course. Stand by, folks. We'll be right back. Have an, uh, I have an update on the uh, DoorDash idiot. When we uh, last left you, this is what was the big thing yesterday. The uh, Uber Eats guy walking onto the court during the basketball game, audio check, video check. Somebody came on the floor on the far side looking for an Uber Eats delivery or something there. He's carrying some McDonald's. Oh, this has to be one of the all-time uh, I'm greats. actually not kidding. No, I, no, I this think, is the I truth. I think that's what's happening. This guy's in the corner. looked like he... Was he going to deliver the, the McDonald's to somebody on the court? Can we rule that out? He's... A- <laughs> I mean... I think that's an Uber Eats sticker. Is that what that is? I'm trying to get confirmation. Uber Eats, yes. Maybe I'll put my hand up. I'm getting a little hungry. He can bring it over here. So we saw the stoppage. The, the man was usher. Let's see if we can see this. No, this is going to be the turnover. In the there court. he is. There, right there, there, there he is. In the yeah. <laughs> they get all excited. Now, this is a, a prank. This all turned out to be a prank. But my favorite is the announcers reacting. I just, I just love this. Yay, yay. He's so this a, guy is actually, who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref said later. Give it to me later. That's great. Not now. Phillip, That's fucking great. Boston's done a lot. I didn't think he needed a Big Mac for sustenance in the middle of the game. Uh, the the ref. The ref. Who's he, who is he delivering it to? The ref. Let's see if we can see this. No, this is going to be the turnover in the There he court. is. There, right there, there he is. In the yeah, yay, yay. So this a, guy is actually, who's he delivering it to? The ref. The, the, the ref official? said later. Give it to me later. Not I mean, now. Philip Alston's done a lot. I didn't think he needed a Big Mac for sustenance in the middle of the game. I know, but I'm not, well, the official out there, Tim, he, he distanced him like, I didn't say now. Later. That's got to be unbelievable. That's got to be. That's got to be unbelievable. <laughs> but he's something that the highlight shows are going to have a blast with. Wow. Dude showed up to deliver hamburgers. While the game was going on, I stepped on the court, Tim. All right. We speculated it was a prank. No one could be that oblivious, right? You know? Uh, this is from, uh, I think this Austin Hansen here is affiliated with one of these, one of these uh, uh, schools. This is from his perspective. It's uh, you can hear the guy in the yellow saying DoorDash, DoorDash. Okay. Now nothing has been. Officially con- confirmed, but uh, uh, the guy had a microphone on him. The guy was walking around saying, uh, uh, DoorDash, DoorDash. Uh, he did He did have a mic. Now, I, I, I need to, uh, the idea that 
if this like if this were a radio stunt, which it probably wasn't, radio wouldn't do anything like this. It would be an online forum that would do it. But back when we did do shit like this, this is perfect. Okay, if you can pull that, this is something that before uh, uh, Joe became the asshole that he is, and we were all getting along, and the show was clicking on all cylinders. Um, before Joe became a psychopath and all this other shit, uh, we would, um, uh, allegedly, allegedly a psychopath. Um, this is the stuff that would be great. Just walk on there and it would just be so funny. So I, I like that element of it, but no one's really, uh, stepping forward. Uh, Austin Hansen, who works for the athletic department, was the one who sent that video that DoorDash, that guy's saying DoorDash. That's all he said. He was, uh, he had a microphone and a large number, a number of students were recording him with their phones and everybody thinks that that is suspect. Well, I don't know about that because nowadays anybody does anything and a bunch of people are going to record you. A mic is not typically provided to food delivery drivers. It's a fair assumption that just as they're required to knock on your door before making a home delivery, they'd wait for a timeout before stepping on the hardwood. <laughs> this is dude here. There's the mic. Austin Hansen said this kid was clearly doing a prank for YouTube TikTok. There was some confusion about the likely prank. It was believed he was impersonating Uber Eats delivery man which prompted Twitter, the company's Twitter account, to say, nothing but net. It wasn't Uber Eats. The guy was saying DoorDash. It's all just stupid. Um, but I fucking love it. I love every... I don't even care that it's, it's, it's fake at this point. Of course it's fake. By the way, the Eric St. Show podcast would like to remind you that this is a work of fiction. Any names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of... Eric Zane's imagination are used fictitiously and a resemblance to actual events, locales, or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. More on the Damar Hamlin thing. And I can't wait to get Rick in here to talk about this. But there's a dude who uh, the Damar Hamlin thing, the fake Damar or Fomar that this was set up for. My theory is um, the whole uh, saga of uh, Damar is actually dead is, is, all, is all just stupid and, and set up to uh, make people laugh and try. I think the other thing is it's trying to um, get the stupid people like former Major League Baseball pitcher Aubrey Huff and anyone who voted for Trump uh, to, you know, th they need a conspiracy theory. And the latest one is this Damar Hamlin. And so stupid people like Aubrey Huff and anyone who voted for Trump um, believe it. Okay. Now, I, I voted for Trump in 20. Uh, sorry about that. Um, but I clearly do not want to vote for him now, nor would I. But uh, this Aubrey Huff dude who's, you know, he's all things MAGA. So all you got to do is give any one of these dumb fucks a conspiracy theory and they're going to run with it. So DeMar even plays into it by calling himself a clone on his uh, social media. And the idea that he decided to wear a hood and he had a mask on 
at the game and you couldn't actually see his face. That's all these fucking, uh, that's all that they needed to throw out this thing about DeMar. Now, you got to understand, the people that are throwing out the conspiracy theory don't believe it. They're doing it so that the idiots like Aubrey Huff will believe it. And then they laugh uncontrollably. That's the uh, little schematic of how this all works. It wasn't originally suggested by a person who actually believes it. It was done to get the morons to believe it. That's called trolling. Aubrey Huff is back on Twitter and seemingly hasn't missed a beat. Former Major League Baseball player took to um, social media to speak on DeMar, but not for his recovery from cardiac arrest, but to peddle a conspiracy theory about the Buffalo Bills player. Huff suggested the NFL is covering up something about him and either being in very bad shape or dead. Whenever you see these posts by these uh, right-wing lunatics with isn't it weird dot 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 you know you know where they're going with it it's got to be a conspiracy theory isn't it weird that buffalo bills demar hamlin was the biggest story for two weeks now we have media silence not a social media post from him a picture or live video something's fishy nfl is either covering up his death or he's in bad shape he's serious My God, that is great. I'm so happy that this is happening. If I'm DeMar, you continue to fuck with these people. Like DeMar uh, was wearing the same gear in this picture I'm about to show you that he was wearing at the football game. And here he is with his head down and his mask on in front of the mural that someone painted for him. And then he retyped clone. How great is that? Yes. Keep it up. Oh my God. This is just fantastic. Aram says is Aubrey Huff related to the old knuckleballer, Charlie Huff. I remember Charlie Huff. Now I got to know. Why can't you just look it up? Why, why do I have to do it? Is Aubrey Huff. Related to Charlie Huff. I don't know. I don't think so. Let's see. Charlie. No, he's not. Do me a favor. Just just look it up and tell us next time. Wouldn't that be fun? Instead of putting it in my brain. My God. All right. Let's bring in Rick from TC Paintball. He's a busy man. He's got things going on over there at the uh, at the world famous TC Paintball. It is time for another edition of Trigger Time. Never at a loss for words. Always something to say. An absolute saint of a human being. 
Gave me all sorts of shit this week, by the way. I'll be there with bells on. Uh, welcome. Well, welcome, welcome, Rick. How are you? I'm great. How are you? So, um, your uh, your uh, show biz or your uh, uh, office business manager reached out to me this week. That would be your lovely wife, Crystal. Yes. Simple request. <laughs> Simple request for uh, a, is it called a W-2? W-9. W-9. Yeah. And I, all it is, and you, and she very sweetly sent it, and all I have to do is hit print, sign it, write a couple things, scan it, send it back. How much time do you think it takes for that? Um, how, how much should it take or yeah. how much did it take? Well, how much should it take? Well, depending on your personal schedule, I think you can fit that in within a, you know, a kind of a 10 minute section yeah. of your day. Easy, easy. Maybe even five. You're, you're, so the request came in and I went, yeah, sounds great. And then I waited a day. I like put it on, uh, on the list of 10, you know, I put it on the back burner. Uh, I officially admit to backburnering that. And that's all Rick needed because then he goes, Hey, uh, you got this? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm real short on time, but Rick was not satisfied. He, he wrote, it's a five minute job. <laughs> I don't think I capitalized those letters. I think it was a, a, uh, more of a calm request. On yes. my part. Well, that's all it took. Scre- uh, squeaky wheel going on there. Yes, but you got to realize that shit rolls downhill, oh. and when your your wife is your accountant, that's what I thought. Um, sometimes the requests aren't as professional as they might be in in other parts of the world. I know it, man, and I thought about that. I go, uh oh, he's getting it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do this right now. And so, that is appreciated. I appreciate your attention to it. Yeah, I said I can't let this slide because if uh, you know that that's man code. If you can help mm-hmm. the dude out. Uh, there, there, it is a an absolute duty to do that. You read between the lines there. That's uh, that's good. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, man, the boss is is uh starting to squawk. I got to get on this pronto. So, um, did you hear me talking about that uh, lady at the Walmart? The one that lives there? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Have you seen her? No, I haven't. I am not a fan of Walmart. I refuse to shop there. Uh huh. Um. I, uh, I, and I, 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 I have to go that way near Walmart to get home yeah. on most days if I'm going to my kid's store and the, the traffic etiquette of those people really drives me insane too. So I'm really anxious for her. Like, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just one of those things, I guess just kind of struck me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a situation, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that'll get turned around quickly. We'll see. We'll see what happens, you know? Um, but uh, I uh, I reached out to you and sent you a couple things. First of all, let me start in reverse order. Who's going to win the football games this weekend, Rick, from TC Paintball? Uh, Cincinnati, and you've got to go with Philadelphia, I think. All right. I'm with you on that. But everybody's been talking about this San Francisco defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I I would rather see San Francisco win, but I mean, I think uh, Brock Purdy can squeak some games out. But I think Jalen Hurts is too healthy right now. He is uh, he is the X factor. You know, third down is going to be the key for the San Francisco defense. If they can stop him from scrambling, scrambling and picking up them third and longs, then that will be a game changer. But if it's just Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy, I think uh, I think Jalen Hurts 
is uh, is is clearly the better quarterback. So that would set up for Cincinnati and Philly. All right, I'll save I'll save your prediction if well, obviously for the Super Bowl. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but I I'm I'm with you on all of those too. But I mean, maybe Mahomes can get some magic at home. Hopefully, he's not that nicked, and then uh, you know who knows. Who knows what type you know, of performance I, that'll have? Last week, I was I was thinking we were seeing something in uh, in Buffalo, and I really kind of overlooked, you know, Cincinnati on their on their second approach to a Super Bowl here under Joe Burrow. Um, I I think that you know I, I was I was kind of tagging Buffalo as as a young you know uh, uh, maybe a preview to an elite team, but we really got to give some respect to to Cincinnati. I mean they they're already there. I mean they're they're an impressive team for sure. The fact that they went into Buffalo. With bad weather, with the Demar thing, everybody's got Demar fever, and they just said, "We don't give a shit about Demar. We're going to beat the fuck out of you." They dominated the line of scrimmage, both yeah. sides of it. I mean, that was impressive, especially in Buffalo. Speaking of Demar, what is your take on all of this? Well, you know, I, I had a uh, a Demar Hamlin joke I was going to share, but my my heart just wasn't in it. Oh come on! <laughs> oh my God, Jesus! Um. Yeah, do you uh so I I know you don't think that he's actually dead and uh, but my theory is they're doing people are doing that just to make people who believe in conspiracy theories lose their shit. I got a friend of mine that is a flat, he's kind of a flirting with being a flat earther. You know, he sends me flat earth videos all the time and I just I can't take it. I can't take that level of ignorance. Um and it's I feel like, I feel like you know thinking Demar Hamlin is actually dead. I think that's right up there with it. Um, when you, when your friend, you know, d- does your friend go out of your way to bring that up to you? Yes. Do yeah. You, he does it on purpose. Have you ever said to him, when you tell me that it makes me like you a little less or anything as it get to that level? It's deeper than that. So he's a buddy of mine that I've known for a long time and we would, he would work for me part time here and there when I had projects to work on. And it got to a point when we were working together that I had to look at him and say, listen, I am not going to pay you to stand next to me and talk about flat earth bullshit. I said, I do not have time for this. We need, we got shit. We need to get done. So he does that. That was it. Okay. So now, um, and he still keeps barking about that. You, even if you said, look, if we're going to be, and I'm sure you haven't done this yet, but if you said, if we're going to be friends, you can no longer talk to me about this. Have you ever gone that yeah. far? I, I mean, I, I kind of let it roll off my back. I think he's just halfway trying to fuck with me a little bit because he knows how how, ze- how much you know zero or little patience I have for it. So I think he's kind of messing with me. But I just I can't I can't deal with a man. It's just I, I won't even give that any of my brain power. I'm not even going to think about it. It's so ignorant to me. Oh my God, you must be extremely patient then, because no. well, no, I think you are because if you if you can tolerate that and still have a relationship with him, that says a lot about you because. I'm just telling you, like if Diana came home today and said she started and she started doing that shit, I'm going to say, all right, fuck you. I'm looking for the next Mrs. Eric Zane. Yeah. And I think you'd be justified. Um, but you know, you, 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 you spend significant time with people and you go through some shit with them and, uh, you know, they become your friends. And, uh, I, I don't know if I'm going to, you know, end a relationship over it. Although I think I probably have uh, considered it. Um, I think all in all, he means well. He's just, that's that's an ignorant part of his philosophy in his life. I probably have some ignorant thoughts in my brain that other people don't don't agree with. So I think we got to take it with a grain of salt as well. I don't want to live in a world where you have an ignorant point of view on something. <laughs> well, keep asking questions. You'll find it. Um, 
Did you watch the video of the guy walking on the court? Oh, my God, yeah. I think that's right up there. So my favorite, I think that one and this other one that I'm going to talk about are my two favorites in this arena. And the other one is the video I saw of a, you know, a fan that wants to run on the field on a, on a football game, and he walked out there with a ref shirt on, and he walked up and took the ball and then took off running and stripped his clothes off. I think I saw that on Ridiculousness, if I remember <laughs> right. But I think that one in this Uber Eats or, or DoorDash or whatever it was, I think those two are the top two. Uh, truly great. I love the prank. I love the announcers saying, who's he delivered? The one guy says, who's he delivered it to? And the other guy goes, the ref. Which announcer <laughs> was your favorite? Puke voice one or puke voice two? The guy who said the ref. Yeah, you're right. They, they both had that incredible. It was so bad. It was like they were so bored and talking about the basketball game that they were they were so excited because they knew that it wasn't just their everyday basketball game that that video was going to get shared over and over. You could hear it in their voice. They were so excited about yeah, it. The excitement was was strong with them. Holy shit. Yes. And uh, but so the, it being a prank, I think it's a clever prank. I like the uh, the whole idea of them pulling that off. Um, in my mind, the the best way to have that prank is to walk into the arena, uh, actually not have a ticket, and if someone were to let you in, I mean, it's almost like the prank would be how far can a guy with Uber Eats or DoorDash uh, get before he's actually stopped, and that obviously. You're talking about the next evolution of the prank, and I think he's got to go up to the head coach, at, you know, in the fourth quarter when the game is on the line, right. and see if he gets tossed on his ear. That would be awesome, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, and I think he was very, very close to that—the fact that he was on the court mm-hmm. with the guy with the ball, and he's acting oblivious. It's fucking great. I love it so much. Even, it was good acting for sure. You know, hats off to him. I like it better that it's a prank than in real life because I don't want to live in a world. Where the guy is that oblivious to anything, he's probably worse than your flat earther friend. The look into the camera at the end is great. Oh, my God. It's so fantastic. Everything about it. Um, Busy again, Rick, uh, over at uh, TC Paintball? We are busy. Yeah, absolutely. The kids' leagues on Wednesdays are busy. Uh, The tournament crowds on the weekends are busy. Our open play on private parties are busy. This is a good time of year for us. January, February, March, people are looking for things to do, and uh, we we fill fill up pretty quick. Um, but yeah, if you want to, you want to schedule something then you know, try to get to us up to a week out, week out, if you can, then you probably have your pick of check-in times. Otherwise we're going to have to squeeze you in, but it's a, it's manageable. Um, this time of year, obviously our indoor is a guarantee. We've even got people that want to play outside. You get a crazy bachelor party. They want to go outside in the 35 degree weather and they're out there doing it. They're running around and getting cold hands and shooting each other. So it's a a lot of fun. Yeah. We even did that with our group of a couple of rounds before the sun went down. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I wish there was snow on the ground when that happened, but man, we lost that sunlight fast didn't we yeah that's that's where we're at right now so uh uh, rob says what is your excuse now for not having axe axe throwing done i do not have an excuse rob i just uh (laughs) it's not done yet i'll leave it at that it's not done yet we are working slow at it but as usual i have three other projects on the board that we're trying to we're trying to whittle away at all of them at one time so it's not easy um, the big problem is I haven't made any money on axe throwing yet, so I don't know what I'm missing. You right. know, once I get it built and we start actually selling the, the time on the court, okay. I think I'm going to look back and go, why didn't I do that earlier? I got you. I got you. Um, all right. There was something else that was in my brain, but I think it left me. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything you want to touch on? Feel good? Going to have a good day? It's nice and sunny right now, but cold. All right. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> the only final thought I have is we need to get a date. We need to pick a date in February and make it happen. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll reach out to you in the next day or so and we'll and we'll figure that out. Sounds good. Okay, Rick, thank you. Yep, talk to you soon. All right, buddy. There you go, Rick. TC Payne, Paul, love him. Uh, this popped into my head when we were um talking. Uh, Tyler says, Eric should have traded Rick his W9 form for X throwing completion. Um, and then uh, Rob says, of course, Rick wouldn't be a fan of big retail. I love big retail. I love going to Walmart. You know, it's, it's, you can buy something and get a show. Something fantastic will happen with the constituents that make up the Walmart. Audio check. Video check. I think. This is the, uh, another amazing moment. With the announcers doing the, um, coming to you from Rogers. With the announcers, with the ba- guy, guy walking on the basketball court thing. It reminded me of another time that announcers stole the show, and it was the uh, baseball, here comes the pizza incident, or pizza incident at Fenway Park. Foul ball, there's a little uh, a scuffle for the foul ball by the fans, and some dude throws a whole fucking pizza at the fan who uh, was involved with getting the foul ball. Center. Popped up, left side, ranging is Cabrera. Now coming is Anderson, and interfered with, no. Into the stands, the umpire ruling Tim Timmons, and one beverage wow. less than they had before. Wow, what's he got now? He's got mud on him and, and an alcoholic beverage. I think he made a good call here as he, let's see, how does this happen? It wasn't oh. even him. Oh, wow, it's buddy. <laughs> Oh, what did the cool? Oh. What was that that came flying in? I'm not so sure that that was a, a mistake, which on his shoulder, it looks like somebody may have yeah. thrown some stuff on him just to, to add insult to injury. I thought he okay, so rolled to the mud before he came to the game, uh, but no, that's not. You see these guys collide, the beers go flying, and then you see a pizza come flying in and, and hits a dude in the back. Correct. He got hit with some type of sub sandwich or something. Oh, he want, now he wants a piece yep. of it. You want to throw something? There we go. Well, he's <laughs> then they put Pepsi fan of the game because the guy who got hit by the pizza is now getting pissed off, and now he's fan of the game. Pepsi fan of the game until he gets thrown out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the inning ends. They go to commercial and come back, and they've got they've got more intel on the ground, getting more video. Three. J.D. Drew's gone. Red Sox. Down on strikes, seven to one, Boston. Stage of half the game for WB Mason's extra innings with Tom Garrett and Jim Rice. They come back promoing the after the game. The other dude's laughing. They'll bring the analysis of all the reaction to Josh Beckett's performance today, including the clubhouse reaction, plus a preview of the schedule tonight in the majors. It's all right after the game in high definition on Nessano and Don. Between innings, we did some investigative reporting on who uh, and what was thrown at that gentleman, and that gentleman has been ejected, but it was an ugly, ugly sight. And I don't know why it was necessary. Now watch. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but why? here comes a pizza. Okay. 
this guy right here in the Patriots coat throws the fucking pizza at the guy. But it was an ugly, ugly sight. And I don't know why it was necessary. Now watch. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today. But why? here comes a pizza. See it? <laughs> oh, jeez. Highly unnecessary. Guy with the Patriots jacket. And, of course, he's been asked to leave the ball game for ruining a good piece of pizza. <laughs> And here comes some pizza. I wonder what. Why did he do that? Because he thought he was interfering with a play. I mean, it seemed totally unnecessary. Just now getting the pizza off him. He was hot for a while, but I think the pizza thrower apologized. And uh, he seemed to cool off a little bit. But I'd be kind of ticked yeah, off I'd, myself if somebody yeah. fired a pepperoni pizza at me. <laughs> now, J.C. Romero is into the game here. <laughs> they just pick it up. The eighth. It seemed unprovoked. Yeah. Too. It, just, it really did. <laughs> just let it fly. <laughs> let me, One more look in slow motion if we can. And here's the Patriot. Here it comes. Just... <laughs> I'm going to throw my pizza. So the, only, the only thing, he didn't hit him with the cheese side. It hit him with sauce first. That was an Fuck. awful sight here at Fenway. And that that is not tolerated in this ballpark. He has been ejected and never again allowed to buy pizza. Not so friendly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that. Here comes the pizza. Pepperoni pizza. Uh, Blue State Rob wants devil voice. Here comes the pizza. Uh, I can't do it. I don't have the capability. The source has to be a particular source. I don't think. No, it's not going to work. All right. Uh, Rob says, I, I met Jerry Remy during spring training when I worked for the Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Great guy. Oh, he's dead? I didn't know. The, 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 uh, here comes some pizza guy. He's dead? Fuck me. I didn't know that. It's terrible. Yeah, right. Okay, where am I going now? Uh, hello to the Kent County Health Department. Thank you so much for being on the show so I can talk about your initiatives and things you do. Uh, immunizations for the little ones. You got a kid that has not yet uh, been immunized for measles, mumps, rubella, pertussis, whooping cough, meningitis, uh, cervical cancer vaccine. Uh, immunizations are the word. That's the word of the day. Uh, reach out to the Kent County Health Department about how you can get the immunizations for your little ones uh, for little or no cost if need be. Accesskent.com slash health is their website the tax hobbit the gins troy ginzer at tag accounting says do not do your taxes don't even do them have him do them 616-301-9516 anywhere in the united states reach out the phone call and uh mentioning my name and getting it up on their um, schedule will take you one minute. 616-301-9516 for TAG Accounting online at tagcpa.net. Hold on a second. Brucey! 
Come here. Yeah, come on over here. Come here. Yeah, you know that uh, licking your paws uh, kills me. You can't do it. It's the it's the worst sound. I would rather hear the sound of a knife plunging in to a family member's skull than hear you licking your paws. I just, I can't handle it. I can't hang. Now, I know that they can't hear it, but I can hear it. And I cannot concentrate. Okay? So let's not do that. You want to say hi to everybody? Come here. Come here. What? You want to say something? Talk to him. Say something, folks. You got anything to say, Bruce? He doesn't like the mic in his face. He's like dodging it. Come on, big guy. Okay, I'll let you down. Very big, Frenchie. All right. Where was I? Uh, we talked to Rick. That's great. Uh, book an event at TC Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com is their website. Fully stocked pro shop. Uh, that seems like the type of thing that if you want to buy paintball gear, you can't really um, wheel and deal with the internet. Uh, Rick is uh, so knowledgeable and so wanting you to get into paintball. Uh, I've witnessed him wheeling and dealing. He makes it great for both parties, the seller and the buyer, him and the buyer. I love his pro shop. I've watched him in action. Gabe, the Honduran just bought some, uh, some new weaponry for him and his kid. It was awesome. It's great. In fact, Gabe sent me a picture that he's just broken the new stuff. TCPaintballGR.com. Book an event. Buy some stuff. Support the sponsors. All right. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this. Uh, this is extremely serious. But um, there is a, uh, a, a very horrible yet interesting story going on right now. And it is... I had it and now I'm losing it. Okay, hold on. This might be one of those bad moments. Mm. Give me a second. I think when I was looking for pizza one, I uh, I had it ready to go and then I blew it. Um, okay, that's what I want. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. There's an incident that um, is uh, going to go public today uh, of uh, cops beating the shit out of a dude. And then he ended up dying a couple of days later. So this, this is an ugly one. There's no question. They're all ugly for fuck's sake. My God, it, it's, it's none that are like, oh, boy, this one's not so bad. But uh, what you have here is... Um, I'm there reminding you of the mom of the of the deceased dude is like 
oh my God, I'm just calling for peace. I'm just calling for peace. Well, they're going to release the video today. And uh, it, 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 oh boy, uh, audio check, video check. Let's get into this. For the release of the video of Tyree Nichols' arrest, a video described as both appalling and heinous, among other words. And we learned from the Shelby County DA today when that release will happen. Our Rebecca Butcher is live at 201 Poplar, where DA Steve Mulroy and other law enforcement officials announced those charges. Rebecca? I don't know if you want to send the lady with the last name of Butcher uh, uh, to this story, you know? Maybe, I mean, Jesus. Rebecca ass-kicking. Well, Richard, earlier today in a press conference, including DA Speech. Steve Moyroy. Speech impediment. We learned that this video, this confrontation that ended up deadly with the death of 29-year-old Tyree Nichols, well, it will be released tomorrow after 6 p.m. Uh, we've also learned that that video will include body cam footage as well as Skycop camera. Fired and now charged. Five former MPD officers. All right, I'm going to pause it right there because we now see the cops that beat this man to death. This is different. Typically, and I deliberately didn't say anything to start the story. You might just be hearing about this for the first time. The five cops are black. I don't recall having this type of roster ever in any one of these police incidents where the roster of murderers is five black dudes and the dead guy is a black dude. So you can effectively take racism out of this attack. I mean, there's no way that there is no, I'm sorry. There's no way that any white guy can be blamed for any of this shit at this point. Right? I mean, I, this is incredible. And it, uh, it can't be overlooked. I mean, in all seriousness, uh, this is now just a cops versus uh, a person case. And race cannot factor into it in any way, shape, or form. Officer is charged with second-degree murder, aggravated assault, and aggravated kidnapping. Shelby County District Attorney Steve Mulroy making that announcement Thursday afternoon. While each of the five individuals played a different... I thought he was going to say this white DA. While each of the five individuals are black, you know he wants to say it at some point. I would like to also point out that there were no white cops involved in this. ...role in the incident in question. The actions of all of them resulted in the death of Tyree Nichols, and they are all responsible. I kind of wish he would. I, I kind of wish he would say... Uh, uh, Jaco Willink told me to say, uh, okay, there's a man dead. Good. The killers are not white. What? The video to be released Friday night is described by TBI director David Rausch as. In a word, it's absolutely appalling. Let me be clear. What happened here does not at all reflect proper policing this was wrong this was criminal the video so awful his mother couldn't watch the whole thing oh, dear all God. i know is my son tyree 
is not here with me anymore. 29-year-old Tyree Nichols died after a confrontation with five Memphis police officers. It all started with a traffic stop on January 7th for alleged reckless driving. DA Mulroy confirmed the officers used pepper spray on Nichols, and after two confrontations, life-threatening injuries took place. All while Tyree asked, what did I do? This photo showing him bloody and bruised in his hospital bed. He died there days later. He would come in and say, hello, parents. I'll never hear that again. A memory she'll now cling to. I think that was Ben Crump with her, right? He is like the lawyer that usually represents families during uh, police brutality cases. Independent autopsy by the family detailed he suffered extensive bleeding. He was two minutes. Is that, is that Crump, Rob? From the house when they stopped him. He was less than 80 yards away. When I want... I want Crump to say, and I'd like to acknowledge the white people for a change did not murder a black man. That cannot be overlooked. So we are giving a star on the forehead that this there were no whites involved in this murder. They murdered him. Yes, I said murdered. Ten days later, the officers were named as Justin Smith, Emmett Martin III, Desmond Mills Jr., Demetrius Haley, and Tadarius Bean. They were swiftly fired from MPD for excessive force, failure to intervene, and render aid. I bet this reporter's microphone is very wet at the end of this voiceover. We also learned earlier today from Mulroy that these five now fired MPD officers were part of a Scorpion unit. That's an anti-gang task force that is tasked with putting a stop to violent crime here in the city of Memphis in the first place. When we asked Mulroy earlier today if Tyree Nichols knew any of the officers, he said that they had no information pointing to that, that they could disclose at this time. I spoke briefly also today with Senator Ramesh Akberry. She says that incidents like this one, violent ones, that turn deadly. Uh, these encounters with police officers, not only in this city, but in others across the nation, well, that points to a change in a much-needed police reform. Police culture needed to be broken up, no matter the color of the officer. Reporting live tonight in 201 Poplar, I'm Rebecca Butcher. All right, that's the only reference to uh, race being in this, but I, I think it's, um, it is an elephant in the room that needs to be addressed because I do not recall a time ever when five black guys killed a black guy, five black cops, or that this happened with no white involvement whatsoever. My God. Um, Chris says they are blue, not black. Violence against police will go up. I think you're right. It is going to be bad. Uh, I don't know. I don't even look at me. I don't have any fucking answers on this shit, but um, I think this involves the hiring, the uh, knowing what you, what your, uh, what people you bring onto the force. I don't know if there's more extensive psychological work that needs to be done before these people are given badges and take uh, out into the street. Um, what type of de-escalation um, they can learn, um, uh, uh, more closely monitoring them as they're policing in real time. 
Is that is that so hard to do? If some guy has the ability to walk onto a basketball court with a bag of food and the whole world can see it, we should have the ability to, while police are policing, there's an authority figure paying attention, watching a stream in their ear. You know, kind of like the quarterback who talks to the coach or the offensive coordinator from the field. We absolutely have that technology, and that should be considered. Uh, It's one thing for the camera, the uh, camera that they have on them, the body camera. Uh, It's something entirely else if they know that in real time, they're being viewed, monitored. Um, Yeah, I I think that 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 is something that maybe they already do this. I don't know. But if they don't, that's that's what the first thing that pops into my head that they should consider. As it is, uh, Memphis is going to fucking blow up uh, today when they show this video. And I, from what I understand, it's uh, like a Rodney King level, that type of beating. Jesus. And uh, what's happened to that guy is he was beaten so bad that he lost an extreme amount of blood, which then led to a sequence of other things that hindered his recovery and then his organs shut down and, and that's it, you know? But my Jesus, fuck, come on. Man. But inescapable is this. There's got to be a white cop somewhere going, see, it's not just us. It's not about race, damn it. We're just all dicks. Well, some of us are dicks. Some dicks are making us all look like dicks. Wow. Okay. Where are we going now? Hmm. Okay. (laughs) I want to talk about a reporter for NBC by the name of Mark Caputo. I hadn't really heard of the guy, or perhaps you recognize him. I have a number of different pictures of him. The big one, I think I kind of recognize that guy, but I'm not sure. Works for uh, NBC, MSNBC, um, some type of reporter, who knows? Doesn't matter. Reason why this comes up, because he owns a home in Florida, and he had a tenant in the home. And he didn't want the tenant in the house anymore. So he forced an eviction. Now, there's three parties in this. Caputo, the reporter, the person who lives in the home, that is his, and a property manager who's like your go-between. And uh, Something went south in the deal, and the renter was ordered to leave. Okay. Now, if it ended there, whatever. It happens all the time. Caputo, though, aired the dirty laundry between him and the property manager and the tenant on his own Instagram, which paint he has now painted himself in a terrible light. And frankly, in a uh, in a in a when your occupation, there's a lot involved with image. Oh boy, 
This could this could haunt this motherfucker. He is a senior national political reporter with NBC News. And according to this article, he decided for some reason to share his delight at evicting a tenant in a series of mocking Instagram stories on Tuesday. Caputo himself uploaded the screenshots of texts sent between himself, the property manager, and the tenant. Uh, The home is in Key West. The messages showed the tenant pleading for more time. Caputo refuses. Now, that's one thing. No, I can't. I cannot give you more time. Referring to the tenant as a junkie and telling the property manager he hopes the tenant enjoys the sex in prison. In one post showing a screenshot of a message from a producer asking him to do a live TV broadcast, Caputo allegedly wrote, of course, TV wants me on in the 2 p.m. hour. A live eviction we'd make for good t- would make for good TV. When the property manager texted Caputo, again, this is seen on Caputo's Instagram. He's proud of this shit. Property manager texted Caputo saying the tenant doesn't have anywhere to go, is alone, and no one loves him. Caputo replied, and again screenshotted this and posted it to his own page. He will have a gun to his head in almost a literal sense because law enforcement will be there. NBC News has declined to comment about the post while Caputo said his actions were, quote, born out of deep frustration that I transmitted into mockery of a terrible situation. (laughs) I guess so. This is shit that gets you fired, man. Motherfuck. When you start showing that type of, uh, wow, this is, yeah, this is rough. The guy who lives in the house may have just gotten a victory. Because if you think about it, if the bosses at NBC say, Mark, um, you know, this is uh, it's all about image with television. You know that. I mean, for fuck's sake, uh, uh, two of our colleagues in the industry are, are just having an affair and they're not on TV. Amy Robach and uh, TJ, what's his fuck? I don't know. They might be on TV now, but you get my point. Here you are telling a guy he's a junkie and to enjoy the sex in prison and that you don't care that he's alone and no one can help him and you want to show the eviction on live TV. This may work out for the tenant because if the bosses say, Mark, what the fuck? You got to fix this. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll stop. No, that's not good enough. The guy who's in the house Maybe witnessing a turn of uh, change of heart. Caputo, the next tweet or text or whatever the fuck he posts should say. After looking at my life, I realized that I'm wrong. We all need to be more, uh, I don't know, concerned with our fellow man and helping them. And I was callous and wrong. Thus, whoever this guy is will now be staying in my home free of charge. 
forever. In fact, I'm going to give him the home. And uh, the translation is, uh, you're fucking fired until, uh, unless you fix this fast. So he may have fucked up, you know? He may have wanted this dude. He might, The guy might be a dirtbag. I don't know. That guy, the, the tenant, might actually taste children. We don't know. And uh, he's going to be able to live in that house for free. That's what I think should happen here. My God, what an asshole. And he did it all himself. Jesus. More bad cops in the news. All right, this one's not so confusing like the Memphis one. The Memphis, uh, the Memphis one is confusing because you had five black guys who killed, murdered another black guy and our cops. These two, not so much. Florida, two cops arrested on charges of kidnapping and beating a homeless man. Rafael Otano, 27 years old and 22-year-old Lorenzo Orfila. These people might not be considered white. I think they might be a light-skinned Latino. Is that a thing? Maybe someone can help me. If you are a light-skinned Latino, are you white? Because my skin's darker than their skin. So I'm confused. Maybe their heritage is like uh, Spain. You know? That's not considered Latino, right? I think what we're learning here is I don't know shit about fuck. Blue State Rob says that black people would say these guys are white. Yeah, but aren't Latinos describing themselves as brown? Born to boogie down? Anyway, I'm not going to let the minutiae of this story slow me down. These cops are fucking psychopaths. These two have been arrested. Uh, They were responding to a disturbance call at a shopping plaza. Uh, Actually, in mid-December, they handcuffed a homeless guy, Jose Ortega Gutierrez, and put him in a Hialeah police car. Despite for surveillance footage not showing any reason for him to be detained. He was just standing there. We go, hey man, time to go. According to Miami-Dade State Attorney Catherine Fernandez Rundle. The cops then did the old uh, Mike from Better Call Saul. And took him to an isolated location. And uh, unlike Mike from Better Call Saul... The cops got the upper hand. That was a great scene, by the way. Proceeded, or maybe that was Breaking Bad. I don't know. Anyway, they proceeded to beat him while he was still handcuffed. Fernandez Rundel said, that's the DA, Ortega Gutierrez said he woke up bloody and freed from the handcuffs. So they beat the shit out of him till, uh, to unconsciousness, uncuffed him and left him there. He then wandered over to a police uh, station and reported it. And they're probably thinking, ah, nobody's going to believe this guy. But they did believe him. 
That's a thing. Uh, the uh, the tide is kind of turning, you know. Um, gone are the days when you can do this shit, or they're going away, we hope, and get away with it. Uh, he reported that he saw the homeless man who doesn't know how to read in English or Spanish. Sounds like a uh, typical former Zaniac. Was allegedly asked days later to sign an affidavit that said he'd been arrested for drinking and was not beaten by cops. The man who gave him that affidavit was 45-year-old Ali Amin Saleh, who has also been arrested on charges of tampering with the victim. Oh, my God. What a great day for this homeless dude. He won the fucking lottery. Took a beating, but who gives a shit? Otano had been with the police department for six years while Orfila had been there for three. Both cops fired by the mayor Thursday and they're going to fucking jail and the fucking homeless guy's going to have so much fucking cash. Ben Crump's going to be with these guys too. There's no doubt about it with this homeless guy. My God. What a gold mine. I wish this would happen to me. Jesus, I would absolutely take a beating to be for, and then just like, all right, give me a couple months to recover here, but I'm going to sue the fuck out of these cops. And then we're going to just travel the world. Oh my God. Can you believe this shit? Luke Bryan has to apologize for something that's just ridiculous. Uh, this is Luke and his pal, Dustin Lynch. They've been friends forever. Well, at a concert recently, Brian was introducing him and he roasted him, you know, ball busting what friends do. As he's introducing him. The show was in Cancun, Mes- uh, Cancun, Mexico, a festival show, uh, January 19th to the 22nd. Luke Bryan goes up and he says, no one has drank more liquor. No one has vomited more. Uh, no one has taken more drugs. No one has taken more IVs. No one has passed out. No one has passed. Wait, he says no one has passed. No one has passed more STD tests than this next gentleman, which is great. That all sounds hilarious. The American Idol judge said of the thinking about you singer at the time. Fights him out. Guy does the set. Everybody has a good time. A few people write, hey, oh my God, I'm horrified. You can't say mean things about him. Why? Why the hate? What? We have to have a world with no hate in it. Oh, my God. I'm so hurt that you said those terrible things and you meant them. Clearly, you hate people. Why did you hate Dustin? I thought you were friends. I'm so fucking stupid. I think that you mean it. Ah, Brian had to respond. Now he's thinking about his brand. Now, trust me, 
Brian wants to write, all you dumb fucks can suck my cock. But he can't do that because he wants to keep earning money. But because the world is so full of stupid people, he has to respond. He said, just saw when people are starting to chat about my introduction of Dustin Lynch. He said in a video clip he shared to Instagram two days ago, Dustin Lynch is one of my dearest friends on the planet. No one respects him more than I do. He added his introduction of Lynch was complete sarcasm. Oh, my God. He had to add, those words I used were so absurd. I figured everybody would take it as sarcasm. Obviously, some people didn't. I spoke to Dustin. I love him. He and I are all good. And I apologize to anybody that doesn't understand my humor and sarcasm. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't survive. I, I wouldn't survive. You had to jump through all these fucking hoops in order to fix this. It's so embarrassing. Oh, my God. How stupid is this? You actually had to go and fix it. Uh, and then, so, so he has to do that. And then he has to uh, do all this shit. And then, uh, Dustin, then you say, Hey, Dustin, I just did that. Now, can you acknowledge that you accepted my apology? And then Dustin Lynch has to do it all because everybody's a fucking pussy. Ah. Oh. Dustin Lynch writes, thanks for the call. Love you, bro. All good. We had a lot of fun down there again with the pirates. Ha ha. Now, all they want to say is it's too bad. You all are stupid because we were having fun. They, they should have gotten together and done a uh, Instagram video together and said, and did that indicted these morons for getting pissed off at, uh, at uh, Luke Bryan for this and just tell them how stupid they are. Say, Hey, uh, thanks for buying our records, but we don't want you to buy anything anymore because any one of you that believed that I was not busting his balls and just kidding with him, you're a fucking asshole. You're a stupid individual and you don't need to be on the planet anymore. So, uh, we, Dustin and I have decided that you are no longer allowed to listen to our music. You are officially banned from anything that we do. You cannot participate in listening to our music. Just flat out ban them. And then say, you know, if artists are going to be canceled, like uh, uh, Morgan Wallen for using the N-word, we are canceling you all for being stupid fans. Fuck off. Have a nice day. That's the old Eric Zane treatment that they should do. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm running out of time, and that makes me sad. Before I go, though, I need to inform you. That Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV is a place you all need to get your vehicles repaired at. This is a place you need to get your oil changed at. You got to go there. You got to see the shining faces, the bright, beautiful, clean, perfect lobby, America's greatest coffee slash hot cocoa machine, the friendliest, sweetest individuals you will ever talk to, uh, pristine service, absolutely perfect, making sure that your vehicle is in tip-top running shape. 616-532-6600. Please mention my name. 
uh, early bird drop-off, late bird pickup, free loaner cars. If you need a loaner car, you can get that. You're covered. Uh, specializing not only in regular cars, but EVs and hybrids. They have it all covered there. The dealerships send their cars there when they can't do it. God bless their hearts. You know, they, they, they can only do so much. Irvine's is the absolute best in the entire state. 616-532-6600. If you follow them on Facebook or Twitter, occasionally you'll see, hey, we got another award. They're always winning these like crazy awards from these uh, authorities and publications on, uh, in this industry. It's, it's really remarkable to see them uh, shine. <coughs> Excuse me. Thank you, Irvine's. Uh, again, 90% sure I'm cooking tonight at Bosco's. Yep. I will announce on Facebook or Twitter uh, what's up. And then you make a beeline there. You go in there. You order the food. Tell the server you're a friend of Eric Zane. I'm gonna come, the chef will come greet you at the table. I will say hello to you. The only chance that I wouldn't be able to say hello to you is if we're so slammed that I wouldn't be able to do it. But I'll warn Doug, Doug and Dougie, Doug and Doug Jr., the bosses, that the eye candy may have to go out and glad hand with the patrons. It happens. Bosco's Pub, part of Terra Square, Hudsonville, Michigan. Thank you to A&E Heating and Cooling, Senor Martinez, and his cast of characters making sure that your heat stays turned on. You have any problem? Quick fix, emergency, whatever, 616-516-8579. 616-516-8579. Reach out to them for scheduled maintenance. Maybe a new install. They have you covered everything HVAC. Can even help you with a hot water heater too. 616-516-8579 A&E Heating and Cooling. I've got Van Dyke Mortgage. Uh, mortgage rates are starting to go down, baby. Five-star gold star service, NMLS number 3035 from anywhere in the U.S. Except South Carolina, Alaska, Maine, and Hawaii. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage services all loans. Small, large, refi, you name it. 231-332-6505. Credit sucks. You might not be able to get a loan. You might be in such a hellhole of uh, credit problems. You might not be able to get a loan. That does happen. Mario's going to tell you with sage advice about how to change that. Thank you to the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. And last but not least, Jacob Bennett who at his home somewhere in Middleville ha- might have the worst internet ever. He joined us on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast yesterday. He's got one of those deals where you say, hey, Jacob, how you doing? And because it's poverty internet in Middleville, this is, this is how long it takes for him to answer. Good. Fuck that. 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation. It's going to come to your house, measure the flooring that you need to have installed, where it's to be installed, give you an estimate later in the day. The absolute least expensive way to professionally install flooring in all of West Michigan. 616-318-0167 for Bennett Flooring Installation.
Yesterday's asshole of the day was Eric Zane again for fucking up the video. God, that was bad. I get so mad at myself when I do that. It had been way too long. Gives you all something to make fun of me about. Uh, Ryan says, I can't remember. Am I looking forward to another exciting edition of Who Are These Zanes this weekend? Unfortunately, no. I apologize for that. That does happen from time to time. It may even happen next week. Um, I'm, I, 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 it's Ben's leaving. Now I'm going out of town next week, Wednesday. But I, I might, I might try to get a guest host in there, but I'm not going to promise that because I'm very particular about how that, uh, how that needs to lay out. Ryan says he'll help me. You want to do it? You want to be fill in for Ben? And, uh, all right, let's do that. We'll go with that. Count on it. You will be the guy to review on who are these Zanes next week. Mark it in. I'll reach out to you and give you the particulars. Um, all right. Today's asshole of the day. Brought to you by TC Paintball. Uh, it's got to be these murdering Memphis cops. Wait a minute. Let me let me add something to that. The word black. Okay, we got to give credit where credit is due. If we're going to blame the white guys, we got to blame the black guys too. Uh, the Memphis black cops who murdered the black guy are your assholes of the day. It's about time the white devil didn't kill a black guy. What the fuck? Holy shit. It's a terrible story. Uh, it's very, very sad. That video is going to surface and Memphis will probably burn. Jesus shit, man. All right. That's it. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you on the Patreon. Have a good one. Bye-bye.